Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Next week is May. Thank God. I think I get to go home in May. Spoke the witch clip yesterday. They're moving along, baby. Get me out of Battery Park and get me back to Bell Harbor, please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Well, it's been a, a great show already. Frank Morano, Bo Deedle, the great attorney, Alan Dershowitz. We have such a great 9 o'clock hour about to come your way, starting with former Knicks and Rockets head coach, now part of that great three-man team alongside Mike Breen and Mark Jackson. Jeff Van Gundy most recently called the Nick win over the Cavaliers on Sunday. Game five coming up in Cleveland tomorrow night. Knicks up three games to one. Van Gundy rarely does a New York appearance because he's an ESPN guy, so he's not allowed to go on WFAN. He only joins me. That's it. So Van Gundy coming up. At 9.05, WFAN legend, Mr. Jet, with Aaron Rodgers, now a New York Jet, Joe Beningo coming up at 9.25, and the great New York Post columnist, Michael Goodwin, coming up at 9.40. But Sunday morning, I was in bed, naked. That's a lot of information, by the way, but I'm a sexy guy. And uh, I was watching uh, CBS, Jane Pauley. Oh, no, she's fine. I missed uh, the guy with the bow tie. What was his name again? Uh, Charles Osgood. He was better. Yep. I like that show. They show like Babbling Brooks and Rivers, and there were a bunch of uh, liberal uh, interviewers who were just brutal. This one guy interviewed Cheetah Rivera. It was actually a very good interview, but Jim Gaffigan's on that show every now and then. It's a good show. So they did this whole story on this group called the Moms for Liberty, and I didn't know about these ladies. I'll be honest. They came about during COVID, everything from vaccine mandates to the masks to now the whole book deal. And uh, two ladies in particular, I know I saw Tiffany Justice, I loved her, but I'm not sure if I saw Bridget Ziegler or Tina Deskovich on Sunday. But either way, I said to my wife, Danielle, I said, these ladies are heroes. They're heroes. Ron DeSantis in all kinds of hot water down in Florida for the book ban. He's 100% right, and these ladies are out there doing that work every day. So I went to Justin, thinking full well he wouldn't get it done. Him and or Sid. Ha <laughs> ha! Good one. And they got it done. So here she is from the Moms for Liberty, the very courageous Tiffany Justice. Tiffany, good morning. Welcome to Sid and Friends in the Morning in New York City. How are you? I'm great, Sid. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. You got it. Are you from New York? Uh, you know what? My family is originally from New York. My dad grew up in Brooklyn. Ah, everybody did. All the great people grew up in Brooklyn. <laughs> so uh, are your parents alive now? 
and my father passed away. I'm and my sorry. mom is still alive. And, and is she in Florida, your mother? Yes, she's in Florida. My grandfather owned a car dealership in, in, uh, called uh, Court Chevrolet, for anybody listening. And then my dad had a, a car dealership when I was growing up, when I was young, in Hempstead on Long Island. Uh, oh, and nice. so, uh, yeah, good roots in, in New York. <laughs> but you did what a lot of people are doing these days, especially. And I did it. I lived in Boca Raton for 16 years. I'm the only schmuck that came back because I needed the money. But uh, you uh, you made the move from New York to Florida many years ago, I guess, yes? Yeah, my dad was done with the snow, I think. I remember yeah. growing up, he said, I'm going to go in the pool every day on Christmas <laughs> if I can. And he, <laughs> it didn't matter. You know what's funny about that? I had a pool in my backyard, and I was a member of the beach club in Boca. And it's funny your father said that because the only times when I lived in Florida for those 16 years that I was depressed was times like Christmas because it didn't seem right to go in a swimming pool when I just drove past my neighbor's house and they had reindeer on the roof. It actually depressed me, believe it or not. The rest of the year was great, but I found holidays in South Florida to be absolutely depressing. That's just me, I guess. Not you, huh? We just, have, we just make our own traditions, right? Yeah. You know, uh, sprinkle a little glitter on the ground for the reindeer, and the, and the kids don't know, you know, so it's fun. We, we make it work. Right. Are you in uh, Palm Beach County, Broward County? Where are you? Indian River. Oh, Indian River. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, great. All right, so here comes COVID, right? And uh, we still have all these, you know, people wearing masks all over New York City. These morons, today's going to be 65 and sunny. There is no COVID out there. And yet, forgetting about the train, you walk up and down the streets, Upper West Side, Upper East Side, they're still wearing masks. Vaccine mandates are basically gone, although not totally gone. So you guys come around around COVID and go, enough is enough. What they're doing to our kids is basically child abuse. Is that right? Yeah, we started with two chapters in Florida. So Tina Deskovich, that was who was on the, the program with me on CBS Sunday morning. We started with two chapters in Florida. And uh, within two weeks of starting, we got a call from a woman named Barbara Abood in Nassau County, New York. And she wanted to start a chapter. Of course, she had heard about Moms for Liberty, right? New York, Florida Connection. And uh, we said, yes, let's go. Let's, let's you know, let's go national. And so we did. And then another two weeks got a Maryland and now 275 chapters in 45 states. We just added Alaska, wow. which is really exciting. Yeah, it's been been really, really great. And you're right. I mean, it, it was about the masks, but it wasn't about the masks. It was really about parental rights. It was about the fact that, you know, you had all of these people dictating to parents uh, education and medical care decisions that were really, you know, are, are made and, and meant for the parent to make. You saw Joe Biden yesterday get on TV and say, you know, that, that you they're, they're not your children. They're all of our children. And, and that that is just not going to fly with, with our mom. <laughs> not with me. And by the way, Joe should spend more time worrying about his own child, Hunter, just <laughs> my thought. But this is Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty. Now, not only uh, was it about masks and uh, mandates, vaccines and all that, but where this really hit home for me on Sunday was school curriculum, CRT, and the big one, the book bans. Now, I've got a 14-year-old son, so he's now heading towards high school. My daughter is in college in Europe. She's coming home on Saturday. But I'm not that far removed from my kids being in schools and little kids' schools, you know. And the last thing I want my kid to see at seven or eight years old is a book titled Gender Queer. And by the way, I am as liberal socially as anyone you know. I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-gay marriage. But my six-year-old kid doesn't need to see gender queer instead of catcher in the rye in the, in the school library. And I know you guys are working hard on those types of things. 
Yeah, we are. I mean, and to be clear, no one's banning and what we're saying is, you know, that the library and the school should be a curated collection of content. And the books that many parents around the country have found that have made their ways into li- made their way into libraries are really concerning. And just to hammer home the point, you know, CBS Sunday Morning, uh, we we showed Martha Tagner and her producer all, all of the material. We brought the books. They had copies of the pictures. They weren't able to show them because they would get an FCC violation. So tonight we're going to actually go on Chris Cuomo's show, and um, we asked if we could bring the books and show the books, and they're going to have to blur and censor the books. So the um, you can't show them on a, on a TV program. How are they okay for a public school library? Yeah. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. I'm I'm curious, uh, Chris Cuomo, there was a very famous little tip between me and Chris, Middle of the New York newspapers uh, a couple of months ago. I'm curious, is he on your side on this? Because uh, his political ideologies don't seem to be that way. I don't really, I don't know, but I don't really think this is a partisan issue. As you said, you know, you have more liberal beliefs and maybe some conservatives might about certain things. But I think these, this is an issue and achievement in school that, that these should not be partisan issues or political issues. We should be able to, as adults, as parents come together and say there are certain things that are meant for adults and there are certain things that are meant for children. And and that's something that we should be able to come together on. So I don't know what his position is, but we're thankful that he asked us to come on and we're happy to talk about the issue. It's been really a disingenuous conversation because what it what it they try to make it seem to be is that somehow we're you know, we don't want to kill a mockingbird or a book about Martin Luther King or something like that in the book in the schools and absolutely untrue. People need to see these books. Books like genderqueer and other books. I mean, I said on the show, incest, rape, pedophilia. Um, You know, if if I walked up to a kid on a playground and showed them that book, I'd probably be arrested. Yeah, you would. Uh, By the way, my son's middle name, I told this to Carol Markowitz, who's in your state, who was a great New York Post columnist yesterday. My son Gabriel's middle name, Atticus, from, of course, Atticus Finch into Kill a Mockingbird. I love that book. But uh, listen, what you're doing is right, and those books uh, should not be there. And what it becomes is, instead of Tiffany Justice being a good mother, worried about her children, you become homophobic. You become xenophobic. Right? I mean, if I'm happy this morning that Don Lemon got fired, it's not because he's a hack and a racist. It's because I'm the racist. So you know, of course, you have to deal with all these stereotypes by the other side that they throw at you. And all you're doing, Tiffany, is being a good mom. But how many times a week do you hear you're a homophobe. Yeah, we get it all the time, and it's really sad. I mean, we hear, you know, I just want to be clear. Our members are um, from different backgrounds, different faiths, different races. Um, we have members who are gay. We have members who have gay children. So, um, you know, just to be clear, again, you know, we are not 
um, trying to hurt any group. We're just trying to safeguard the innocence of children in schools. And Sid, the thing is, two-thirds of kids in American public schools are not reading on grade level. The NAEP scores that came out in 2022, those are national assessment scores and norm tests and national tests, showed us that. So, you know, I really think that this is a lot of, of um, vitriol. There's a lot of, of, you know, politics around this idea of book banning. President Biden and his um, in, in the, uh, the the video that he just put out uh, announcing his new campaign talks about book bans. I think it's something that they really want to divide people on. But when you really look at the books, I think more people have uh, concerns than don't. Yeah. And, of course, part of that whole Biden thing is, you know, I think people think if, if Trump wins, he'll, he'll run. If Trump doesn't win, maybe he'll pull out. But if it ain't going to be Trump, it's going to be Ron DeSantis. And your governor in your state, of course, has been called the book banner by just about every liberal and Democrat the last couple of weeks. And even some GOP donors had the nerve to pull some money from that campaign because DeSantis decided to ban some of these books. But much like what you do every day, Tiffany, to me, what DeSantis did with that was heroic. Yeah, I mean, you know, he t- he took a stand in this country when we needed a leader to take a stand, and and I'll always be grateful for that. We had moms across the country in mean, San Francisco; schools were closed for eighteen months. So, you know, when when Ron DeSantis came out July sixth, I still remember twenty twenty, and said, "We are going to have in person open schools." I was so thankful as a mom of four, and and he has you know, really put his money where his mouth is when it comes to parental rights. We had a parent's bill of rights that was passed, and now we have moms all over the country that use that bill in Florida as a model policy for their own legislatures. So, um, you know, a big fan of Ron DeSantis. He really has uh, supported parents and supported fundamental rights. I'm just curious. Uh, Again, I admit, I'm sorry to admit this. I should have known uh, what I do, but I didn't know much about you, if anything at all, before Sunday. Then I saw this on Jane Pauley's show uh, have you gotten a ton of calls since Sunday? We've gotten calls, but, you know, in general, we've, you know, we, we seem to attract a lot of interest because we are moms and dads that are taking a, a step forward and standing up for kids. And, um, you know, this, this idea of parental rights seems to have become controversial, and, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to us. You know, we're very concerned that there is a movement to kind of um, let the schools raise the kids. And what we know to be true is that teachers are parents themselves. Uh, it is not their responsibility to raise other people's children, and we need to put the focus back on academics. So, yeah, we've gotten a lot of calls, and every time that I get the opportunity to speak with great people like you, I try to talk about reading and academic achievement. You know, you talk about a lot of these teachers or parents. Uh, the, the other part is I saw some young lady on this show you were on Sunday on CBS. She wasn't a parent. And I guess she actually no, moved. She yeah, and she moved to Brooklyn, I guess. And, you know, she um, she looked yeah. apart. I always say, you know, I got a kid teaching my kid who's got yellow hair and a nose ring. And this is the person telling my kid what to believe, what not to believe. And this is the person telling me my kid's better off with her than she is with me. And I'm my kid's father. So, you know, mm-hmm. watching that that girl on Sunday on your or your special just drove home for me. That uh, it, it's not parents. It's a lot of young kids who are, quite frankly, freaks. And I don't want those people teaching my kids what to do when I, my, I'm the father. It's really that simple, right? Yeah, and if you saw her shirt, her she had a T-shirt on in one of the photos, and it said, 
educating is activism. Yes. And my message back to her is no, educating is not activism. Educating is a job that you are paid to do. You work for the government. We have government schools. And there are certain things that are expected for you to do in your classroom and to, you know, values clarification, teaching kids morals. That is not the role of the teacher. Parents have the fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children. That includes their education, their medical care, their morality or religion. And, you know, it's just obvious that the boundary between school and home has become very blurred and Moms for Liberty is standing there redrawing that boundary and, you know, saying we raise our kids, you teach our kids, and and that's the way we need to move forward. Question, Tiffany, the Moms for Liberty. My friend Pete Morgan just asked me. This is a very good question. How are you guys funded? Um, So we have... uh, donors all over the country. Um, our first year, we uh, started with $500 and uh, sold T-shirts. We raised $150,000 worth uh, of money in, in T-shirts. Um, so uh, that's how we funded ourselves the first year. And we've been very, very lucky to have donors all across the country that will uh, donate to our chapters and to our national organization. Just so you know, we sue the DOE, my wife and I, every year. What they did to my son, the public school system in New York, Absolutely unacceptable. And we win, by the way. We sue him every year. We win every year. My son, nice white kid, Jewish kid from Brooklyn. Uh, all of his friends were black. All of them. I mean, I, I put on a birthday party for Gabriel years ago. It was him and seven kids. He was the only white guy in the picture. And by the time he left that school, every one of those nice little kids couldn't stand my son because they were learning in school and at home how basically the white man is evil what the white man has done. They never learned about the Holocaust. They never learned about 9-11, but they learned day after day after day about civil rights and slavery and CRT and all that, uh, that, that toxic nonsense. They ruined my kid to the point where, again, we sue him every year. So I am a victim in this, believe it or not, and angry about it. So to me, Tiffany, you're an American hero. So thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. You spend $38,000 per year uh, per child in New York City public schools, and you really need to ask yourself in New York, are we getting what we're paying for? Are the children learning? Are they going to be able to be successful? I I wish I spent 38000 This is now two private schools for my son. I spent 120000 No doubt. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, thank you. Keep up the good work and come back again very, very soon. Thank you. All right. There she is. Tiffany Justice, Moms for Liberty, and uh, donate uh, to these people, right? I mean, these are great people. These are what we need. Absolutely, yeah. You love this lady, don't you? She was great. Great cause. She was great.